Hello, my Maccabees. It is Tuesday, and as promised, a new spin and a new ghastly tale is coming your way. What will our topic be today? Find out next on Season 1, Episode 3 of the Mod Macabre Podcast. If you're a return listener, welcome back and thank you so much for your support. And if you're new around the Mod Macabre campfire, this is what you can expect. At the beginning of each episode, I spin the wheel of ghastly tales that lands on one of five categories. History's mysteries, terrible people, creepy crime, the unsolved, and my personal favorite, what the macabre? Once the wheel determines our episode topic fate, I will have a tale for you at the ready that I will deliver to you in story format. If you love what you hear, please give a five-star rating and subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. So now that the housekeeping portion is complete, let's give this wheel of ghastly tales a hard spin and see what's in store for us today. Grab a drink, grab a snack, and pull up your chair to the campfire because here we go. I am literally grinning from ear to ear right now because it happened. I wanted it to happen on episode one, but the wheel is in charge. And today, oh, today we have landed on what the macabre and boy, have I got a story for you. I have been anxiously waiting to deliver this one to you guys. And now that it's here, I'm not entirely convinced I'm going to be able to make it through this whole thing in actual story format because it's just that bizarre. But I am going to give it my absolute best. And so get comfortable. I'm about to tell you the story of Armin Muse. Armin Muse was born on the 1st of December in the year 1961 in Essen, Germany. He was the only child of his mother, Waltred Muse, and his father, whose name is unknown, and he lived with them and his two older brothers, half-brothers, that were from a prior relationship that his father had, and they lived all together in this old farmhouse located in Rotenburg, Germany. So Armin grew up um, to be a computer repair technician. He lived in the farmhouse in Rotenburg his whole life. He made great friendships with his neighbors. They described him as being kind. He used to mow their lawns for them. He'd help them fix their vehicles. And they also stated that he'd often throw lavish and fun dinner parties at his home. Uh, they would regularly attend. He was professional at his job with his coworkers and his customers, and at the end of the day, he led what many people considered to be a pretty unassuming life. But since we're here talking about Armin Muse on the Mod Macabre podcast, I'm sure you're already beginning to suspect that things aren't always what they seem. And you know what, Maccabees? You have no idea how right you are. And when we get done with this ghastly tale, you're going to be left wondering forever. How well do you actually know somebody? All right, so now that the stage is set, let's take this back to the beginning. 
Armin is living in the farmhouse with his family at the age of five. And one day his father walks in and tells Waltred, Armin's mother, that he's leaving her and he's taking his two favorite sons with him. So Armin was not obviously part of that equation. And so this man abandons his wife and his young son. And this had a profound effect on Armin. He's left to be the man of the house at a very early age. And he had a really hard time transitioning into that role. Now, one of his favorite pastimes as the years went by, and as he grew to the age of eight to 10 years old was reading fairy tales. His particular favorite one was Hansel and Gretel, but more specifically, the part where the evil witch abducts the two children to fatten them up so she could eat them. It's also around this time in Armin's life where he first started daydreaming in school about what it might be like to eat his classmates. In order to cope with the ideas and the fantasies that he was having, Armin invents this imaginary brother who he named Frankie, and he would converse out loud to him about his cannibalistic thoughts. Armin's obsession with cannibalism only gets stronger as the years go on, but because he continued to live with his mother until his late 30s, he was either unwilling or unable to act on any of his desires. Now, during this time, he became obsessed with reading about true crime, and he continuously read books, biographies about serial killers. In 1999, everything changes for now 39-year-old Armin. His mother passes away, and Armin is now left with the farmhouse and the expansive property, and so with her gone, he's now completely free to explore the urges that he had suppressed for so many of those years. Armin was really good with computers, and during the years that his mother was still living, he had located chat rooms online that were tailored to sort of his fantasies and fetishes, uh, but he was only a passive observer in those. Now, when she passed away, Armin becomes very active in one particular chat room, and it was named the Cannibal Cafe. He used the name Frankie uh, as his screen name, and he succeeded in connecting with other homosexual males with cannibalistic fetishes. Well, you know what they say, there's someone for everyone, and over the course of the next few years, Armin is successful in meeting up with other like-minded individuals in hotel rooms, but it never progresses to more than anything than just role-playing, and no one ever follows through with the whole, I want to actually eat a part of you, uh, part of Armin's fantasy, which in an interview years later, Armin actually stated that that was fine with him because he never wanted anyone to do anything that they were uncomfortable with. So I guess you can, I guess you can say that Armin was a very polite cannibal and Armin himself. Well, he, he had some hard limits too. I mean, at one point he met a gentleman in person who had no issues with the fact that Armin wanted to eat parts of him, but he told Armin that he wanted to be physically assaulted. He wanted to be beaten to death prior to Armin eating him. And Armin told a journalist that he was recounting this story to that the men just parted ways at that point because this request to Armin 
Well, he said that it was just really weird. Now, <laughs> okay, I'm really sorry. I knew this was going to happen. I warned you it was going to happen. And here it is. I just need to pause here. Let's just think about this for a minute. I know I'm overly stating the obvious, but here are these two gentlemen. They're meeting in a hotel room and they know that it's already been pre-discussed that there's going to be some sex and they're going to talk about cannibalism and they've got all of these preconceived notions. And when they get there, you know, Armin's told, hey, I need, I want you to beat me to death. And at that point, that's where Armin's like, no, like, sorry, dude, that's, that's weird. That's really weird to me. I don't, I do want to eat parts of you, but the whole beating you to death thing, like, that's just not my jam. <laughs> oh. You're listening to the Mod Macabre podcast. We'll be right back. Okay. Before we go any further, let me just take this opportunity to warn you that things are going to go from weird to just downright and utterly insane from this point on. It's going to get a lot more graphic. If that's not something that you're comfortable listening to, uh, that's fine. Please just come on back on Friday when episode four launches. So with that said, let's continue on. Where were we? Oh yes, Armin and his comfort levels, right? Okay, I have not yet recounted to you what Armin's, aka Frankie's, post actually read on the Cannibal Cafe chat room website. It was posted on November 19th, 2001, and it read, and I quote, I search a young boy between 18 and 25 years old. Have you a normal body? I butchering you and eat your horny flesh. Frankie. Four months later, on March 6th, 2001, Armin begins an online chat with someone whose screen name is Cater99, and Armin's wish finally comes true. This gentleman tells Armin that he wants someone to bite off his penis, and then he wants to be killed. The gentleman who was now corresponding with Armin was an engineer who lived in Berlin, Germany, named Bernd Jürgen Brandes. He and Armin exchanged passionate messages back and forth for three days that included Armin's proposal that read, and I quote, After you're dead, I'll take you out and expertly carve you up, except for a pair of knees and some fleshy trash, skin, cartilage, tendons. There won't be much of you left. I'll dry out the knees and grind them up soon after. You won't be the last, hopefully. I've already considered catching a young person from the street. And to that proposal, Bernd agreed. Uh, he immediately started selling all of his possessions, including a sports car, and he erased the hard drive on his computer. On March 9th, 2001, Bernd called into work, bought a one-way ticket to Castle where Arwen was waiting for him there and he drove him back to the farmhouse. Now, before they get there, Armin and Byrne stop off at a local drugstore and buy painkillers and sleeping pills. They get to the farmhouse and for a brief moment, Byrne, he backs out of the agreement. He's like, this 
you know what, I'm having second thoughts. And Armin, of course, being the polite cannibal that he was, uh, tells him that it's fine, no worries. But then Byrne reconsiders and he's like, okay, never mind. Um, let's just do it. So now the plan was that Byrne was going to swallow a whole bottle of sleeping pills and therefore ultimately he was going to commit suicide. And so he does just that. He takes all of the sleeping pills. He drinks an entire bottle of cough syrup and an entire bottle of Schnapp's liquor. And once he's ready, he says, now do it. Armin later recounted how he wasn't actually a big fan of the whole biting off Burns' penis part of the plan, but since it was such an important detail to burn, he went ahead and he complied. He attempts to bite off his penis, but he fails. It's too difficult of a task, and so he retrieves a knife and he finishes the job. Then, and noting that this was also part of their plan, Armin tries to feed it to burn, but it's too tough to chew, and so he leaves burn sitting in the chair, hemorrhaging, while he goes into the kitchen and he proceeds to fry up the penis with some salt, pepper, wine and garlic. Once it's done, Armin brings a piece back to burn and he's able to eat one bite. He's obviously losing a lot of blood from his wound and he's slipping in and out of consciousness. So Armin goes and draws burn a bath. He gently places him into it, goes back to the kitchen, feeds the rest of the penis to the dog and proceeds to read his Star Trek book and checks on burn every 15 minutes to see if he's dead yet. And as the night goes on, it's unclear whether or not Armin just got tired of waiting for him to die or he just wanted to put him out of his misery, but he stabs Byrne in the throat and he kills him. He hung his body on a meat hook to drain it. He dismembered him on his butcher block and then he proceeded to cut him up and vacuum seal him into meal-sized portions for his freezer. Ugh. When asked about his first meal of Byrne, Armin stated in a 2016 interview with the publication The Independent, and I quote, It was a feeling that I can't really describe. I'd spent over 40 years longing for it, dreaming about it. And now I was getting the feeling that I was actually achieving this perfect interconnection through his flesh. The flesh tastes like pork, but stronger. <laughs> he also said that his very first meal... Uh, he decorated his table with candles and he set out his finest china and he fried up a piece of what he called rum steak, which I guess is a piece of Burns back. And he made princess potatoes and sprouts to accompany. So now we've reached the end of the story, but there's still some things we need to talk about. More specifically, how did Armin Muse get caught? Well, first, he kept his promise to burn, and he buried his skull and the rest of his bones in his flower garden. But secondly, and I guess more to his downfall, 20 months and an estimated 44 pounds of burned consumed later, Arwen is back in the chat room, and he is looking for a new volunteer. And finally, finally, someone... An Australian student, Lord knows what this guy was doing trolling the cannibal cafe chat room, but whatever, nothing is surprising me at this point. He reads Armin's post and he's like, whoa, this dude is crazy. And he reports him to the German authorities. Armed with a search warrant, they go to the farmhouse where they discover all of this weird meat under a false bottom of Armin's freezer. And of course, Armin is like, nope, that's just wild boar meat. Nothing to see here. But then they discover a videotape. Maccabees. He videotaped 
the whole thing. The entire night from when Byrne walked into the farmhouse to when Armin cut him up. Every single minute, all four hours of them. Can you even imagine being like the prosecutor or the police, the defense attorney, and having to sit down and watch four hours of this horrific night? I mean, I got the heebie-jeebies just researching this story and telling it to you. Ugh. I cannot even imagine. But now the prosecutors are like, what do we charge him with? Because Armin's defense right out of the gate was like, hey, I didn't do anything wrong. This guy came willingly to my home. He knew exactly what he was getting himself into. And oh, by the way, I have an entire videotape to prove it. So the first charge that they come up with was obviously cannibalism. So imagine the shock that the prosecutor's office had when they find out that cannibalism is not, in fact, illegal in Germany at this time. I guess they just never had a reason why they needed to get that one on the books. But anyway, they decide that they're going to go with manslaughter. And he is convicted on January 30th, 2004, and he's sentenced to eight years in prison. So in 2005, there's a new prosecutor. And he was like, this is absurd. This dude, he committed murder. This is crazy. And so they retried Arwen on that charge. And he was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison on May 10th of 2006. So there you have it. The story of Armin Muse. That concludes this podcast, but I'm going to leave you with this. And no, I'm not kidding. Since Armin's conviction, he has since become a very strict vegetarian. Thank you for listening to the Mod Macabre podcast. If you enjoyed the content of this episode, please click on the five-star rating. And if you love the format of random creepy stories of the strange and unusual delivered by my campfire in story format, please subscribe to the Mod Macabre podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. New episodes are launched every Tuesday and Friday morning. Thank you again for listening.